Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. For seconds. Right. That's good. I think we're, we're, we are lav. Right. Hopefully our fucking mod shows up his shift damn it i swore in the first 10 seconds what is wrong with me this you got your system we're not yeah we're not getting any money from this anyway (laughs) well 2024 (laughs) is the the year of qrp getting getting sponsored i i think so yeah yeah it's that slow grind of 125 episodes for 60 subscribers it's a real we've got that grind set Mm -hmm. and and really I don't know if you saw. If I, I think I messaged you about it. Maybe I did. I can't remember. I said some like controversial shit on Twitter, like in the gaming sphere. Like I wasn't you. No way. Yeah, political. No, I'm not. I'm not a controversial figure. But I did this one time, and the tweet got like five hundred thousand views. Five hundred thousand. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, is that all um, I have to do? Is that is that it? So maybe I think, guys, this year we just pivot into like. Mm. Gaming politics, you know, we kick open Gamergate again. Yeah. Sony's got um, nothing for 2024. Yeah, right. We say we like plat- yeah. console war. You know, we can yeah. say things like you know, too many women in video games. Things like that. I've been wanting know, to bring up that topic the... for a while, so that'd be great. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, where are all the attractive women in video games? You know, that's um, that's another one as well. I think there's more. Um, there's but I'll put it on more. the docket for now. Yeah, I've there's definitely there's a lot more. of women ideas. <laughs> what episode are we on? <laughs> is it no no I'm being serious? Is it what <laughs> is it 125? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 125, yeah. Sweet. Alright. Everything looks pretty stable from my end on a connection perspective. Hopefully you and Caden sound alright, everyone sounds alright. I'm oh yeah, I haven't checked yet. Um, uh, have a quick little, have a quick little go. Mike messaging me, bless him. I said it'd be an hour. I totally forgot about this. Lol. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike was pinging me invites this morning while I was squeezed in a little bit of Starfield. Caden, just, just, just got him hooked. No, I was just did a little bit. And to be fair, I started a really shit fucking quest. Like, I went to this planet and there was a, like Paradiso, I think it's called. And then they were just like, Paradiso. oh, we have, a, we have a ship in orbit. We don't know oh, what it one. is and we can't communicate with it. I was like, this sounds kind of cool. I'm into this. And then it's just, it's just shit. And I'm just like a fucking owl going back and forth doing diplomacy for like. Interesting idea though, because it, it makes, that's how space travel works. Like, that's an, an actual like paradox that they're thinking about, which is interesting. Not yeah. paradox, what's the dilemma, I suppose. Yeah. Problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess so, but it's just not 
really what I thought it would oh, be. You mean like corporations owning planets? Yeah. yeah. No, as in the whole idea of if we were to travel out into deep space, by the time we would ever reach anything, the chances are we would have advanced enough so that we can just beat them to it. Which is that premise. Are you thinking? Mission. You might be thinking of a different quest. I don't know if that's the Paradiso one. Is it not? The one above the. Am I yeah, wrong with the, the one with the, 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 the human crew have been in like a uh, two hundred year trip, like cryosleep, yeah. to get to this planet, uh, and the planet's right. already got someone owns it and someone has it, but they're like, "Whoa, we want this. We have claim to this." It's like, I mean, realistically, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just made them all slaves. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna do the ground like drive that. option. I like but I was, I was tempted just to blow them up. I was tempted just to. I really was. <laughs> because <laughs> one of the options were just like oh so the shit doesn't exist so I just blow them up and I was like I really want to click that instead of just being like these guys want to come here but they want to they want to work but they want to work for a wage that's fair <laughs> so fuck off <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> this would be so much more exciting than it actually is although I wish like as I tried to just kill everyone I just tried to kill all the corpos uh, but it doesn't, it doesn't let you they just don't die. Yeah, some characters just don't die. I was, yeah. Which people always criticise. People criticise Bethesda for that. And like, I get where they're coming from because actually, no, I think even in like games like Elden Ring, there are certain people you can't kill because it just, it would break the game. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But you yeah. can kill pretty much everyone in Elden Ring. Like, it's a lot less than something like Bethesda, but... They did that um, in uh, Baldur's Gate. It was quite fun because like a lot of the times if you kill like a major character, they'll have like a backup character to like fill in that spot. Mm. Um, so someone went on a journey to try and kill as many characters as possible to just like stop a certain event from happening. Yeah. And like, and what it still yeah. happens, does it? Uh, well, no, he got to a stage where it was finally just like, yeah, fine, you guys. <laughs> yeah. And they had like, they had like really rare dialogue for that situation, which is quite interesting. Yeah, that is quite but, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, most of the time, I don't think like it, it's great when games do like have the outlier things ready, you know, like, oh, you can kill the main quest giver and like they have something ready for that. Um, but I don't always think I need it, but it was a bit disappointing in that case because I was like, I don't like any of these guys. I felt like for that mission, a lot of people would have chose to just kill the corpos who were just yeah, kind of their buttholes, being yeah. a, a bit greedy. I mean, they had like an okay like justification for it, but they were there first, essentially, you know. But um, you know, they were dicks, and I bet a lot of people would have just <laughs> blown up the room like I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, it's a lot of people you can't kill in that game, but um, yeah. All right, right, shall we? Um... Oh, you've literally just got up, have you? Yeah, it was. I was really struggling. It's where we need Joaquin. Tell me my hair's too long, and tell me our podcast sounds shit. Yeah, I think we're good. You might yeah. need to move Caden's camera down just a little bit, though. There's a gap. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. In OBS. Can, um, yeah, it was like that the other day. Caden's <laughs> like, hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just do that quick. Yeah. Uh, okay, what do we want to put on the docket? There you go. Caden is in his square. 
Fantastic. He's in a box. Nobody a box that society put him in. No. Wow. Unboxable, mate. <laughs> you literally are I'm not sure about you're that. in a box room <laughs> right now doing this podcast. <laughs> Caden, this guy gets a house for two weeks and he's already like flexing on you. I mean, technically, we're in a box room. Oh, My room's nice, is there? Yeah, oh, he's just five stories and 12 bathrooms. It's a lot of bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I could take a dump in each one and I have to flush it for weeks. Just come back, it's still there. It's great. Wow. Wow. Anyway, real thick. <laughs> Should we, uh, should we get going? Why yeah. Hello? Caden, man. <laughs> He's trying to right fucking sideload YouTube. He's uh, trying I, to... I was closing all the stuff, what, man. and it turned out... You, can, you don't have to be here. Okay. You do have to be here. <laughs> You're locked in. I could like, but uh, here I am. Have fun with that. What's going on? So, yeah, you can start. My, for some reason, my notes are like really zoomed in. It's so weird. But yeah, let's let's get cracking. Oh, okay. Well, I'll start jingling and you can go. Okay. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode 125 of the Quick Resume podcast. Um, if you haven't been here before, maybe you have. My name is Deck. Uh, below me, that's Caden. Hello. And over there to my right, that's Tim. It's me. I'm Tim. Hello. There you go. And that's us, the Quick Resume Podcast. Um, today is kind of a bit of a part two episode from last week. We spoke a lot about the beginning of the year. We gave our predictions. Caden saw into the future and predicted Indiana Jones would get revealed before anybody else did. Bit spooky. You can go back and watch it live. It happened. So, you know, we may or may not have some sort of foresight, uh, like, you know, Wielder. sort of growing from the friendship that we have. Yeah, you know, I think it's fair to say that he wouldn't have been able to pull that off without our help, Tim. I think that was a dope team effort. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You know. And definitely nothing to do with the fact that if we just kind of all said a load of games, one of us was bound to be right. Um, so I have my sources, you have yours. It's, it's yeah, and that's... Yeah, and I just, it's just in this case, I think your source is maybe some sort of inner, um, sort of mana, some cha magic channeling it, ability. Yeah, it is magic. It is. It, yeah. Mm. Nice. So the good news is that Caden's, um, he's, his resources are low. You know, they've been depleted. He can't do it again this week. No. Um, that's the good news. Um, the bad news is that we're here to talk about the developer direct again. Um, but for a bit. There hasn't been huge Xbox news other than that this week. And, of course, there was the, the exciting surprise of Indiana Jones, so there's uh, stuff to talk about there as well, kind of what we expect. Caden, you play Xbox all the fucking time, don't you? What, what's, what have you been playing this week? Tell me, how are you? Uh, I mean, it's kind of a weird... Lately, I mean, I've not been playing any less. I've just been playing less games. Uh, so, again, I'm playing my Baldur's Gate 3, like, to death. Um... Still enjoying that. To the death. Uh, been playing a little bit of Smite lately after a recent Smite 2 uh, mm -hmm. announcement, I suppose. So kind yeah. of been jumping on that to kind of not maybe get back into, but just kind of experience it again. 
Um, but other than that, not really played anything new. Just kind of waiting out on a few releases coming out later this month in February, really. That kind of nice. what I'm looking looking for. Grand. I mean, I would say there is one thing. I mean, not not as a new release, but as a three that we've been playing that we didn't talk about last week. Of course, which is, yes. Which is Diggy Diggy. You guys might know it as Deep Rock Galactic. We know it as as Diggy Diggy. Diggy <laughs> so, Diggy. Yeah. Just so you know, right now that's what we mean. Wonderful, Tim. How about you, man? Uh, yeah, not too much different for me this week either. Um, still, still uh, cracking away at Starfield. Um, having a decent time with that. Um, haven't played it a crazy amount this week, but just on and off, I've dipped, dipped my toes into it. Um, so yeah, still kind of um having a good time with that. So we'll see where that goes and see if I can get to the end. Um, but uh, apart from that, yeah, it's basically just been Deep Rock Galactic, uh, which has been great fun to just play with mates and just sort of chill out and just chat shit and play a game you don't have to think about too much um i think it's been quite a nice change of pace from just basically just always playing halo um so yeah no i'm enjoying both of those and um yeah i don't really know what's next on my list to be honest um in terms Hellblade. of the game Hellblade's next on your list no, I don't think so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a cunt, isn't it? It's unbelievable. I'm not sure what's next on my list. It could be Hellblade. I guess you're just, you're just waiting for Final Fantasy, I suppose, aren't you? Kind I am waiting for, waiting for Final Fantasy, yeah. But that's obviously still still like a... I think it's the 23rd or the 24th, so it's still like a month and 10 days away from, from this point. So, I have um, it's January, yeah. No, 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 yeah. it's Feb, yeah. So, yeah, like there's just... There's stuff to be playing, but I might see if I can tackle another thing in my backlog. Um, yeah, could be Hellblade. Um, but at the moment, yeah, I'm just kind of playing those two games. So, yeah. Rad. I, I think it's probably good. I, I'm just the same as you guys. Obviously, Deep Rock Galactic together, Diggy Diggy, and I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. I, I gave my thoughts on Ghost of Tsushima last week. I'm about 15 hours in now. Still having a good time. Um, not too much more to add at this point. Um, but I wanted us, I, I figure we may as well, because we've been playing it, have a bit of a conversation about Deep Rock Galactic. Um, because I do think Deep Rock Galactic is is like one of my favorite co-op games. Maybe ever, like maybe the top five co-op games. Uh, I think it's really well designed. Um, I think it's like very evergreen. Like it doesn't really seem to age. It always feels quite fresh. Because yeah. yeah. um, of the way they built the, the procedural generation. And it might, it might just be the best use of procedural generation I've ever seen as well. Um, really, really well done. And it's been supported really well across the board. You know, it's been out since 2020. So it's coming up into its fourth year. And I think it was an early access from 2018. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 2018. Um, so I know me and Caden have played Deep Rock together quite a lot. Uh, Tim played it with us back in the day, but you kind of, I think due to circumstances at the time, Tim, you didn't play it too much with us. You kind of like jumped in halfway through. Mm. So it didn't quite gel at the time. But I'm, I'm just wondering like how it feels for you. You know, think of this as a bit of an impromptu. Is Deep Rock Galactic worth playing in 2024? <laughs> <You know? laughs> um yeah i mean uh, uh i mean yeah i've definitely played it a lot less than you guys i know i know you guys literally have like well maybe not deck but i know Caden, you pretty much like prestige like every character uh, yeah. one your your driller maybe even a couple times um so yeah you guys definitely played a little bit more than me um but yeah i, I always played it a decent amount back with you guys but um yeah i mean starting back into it in 2024 um 
yeah, like you're right. It just kind of seems like it just doesn't really age and it just doesn't seem like it just kind of seems like it's just the same, but just more and better, just more things to do, more things to chase. Um, and it's just one of those games where I feel like if you have a good group of people to play it with, it's, it is timeless in that sense, because it's very much sure you could crank up the difficulty and it gets quite tough. But I still think even when you're playing on has four or five and doing deep dives and all that kind of stuff, you can still just chat shit and just mess around. Um, it's it's never like super crazy sweaty unless you get like a really hard seed or something. But uh, and that's what I quite like about it. Like it can be challenging and still sort of keep you entertained and involved in the game, but never enough that it just feels like a, a chore and feels like it's exhausting or anything like that. It's str- it struck like a really nice balance. Um, so yeah. But I, I don't know I how I'd feel about solo, so I can't really speak for that. Yeah. But if you've got a couple I, of people, I to think play. it's got a very similar formula to like a Lethal Company, where yeah. the game is just the perfect kind of like mold to allow it to be like the perfect time with your friends. Mm. And like Deep Rock is so good at that. Like, there's so many little things that don't need to be in there, like a little man that you could just flick on the bar. But because you're yeah. having fun with your friends, it's just a funny little thing that you might joke about for five minutes and then you move on to the next silly thing. Mm-hmm. It's just a perfect kind of jump on, have fun for a couple of hours, jump off, not have to commit to anything really. Mm. But then there's enough to chase it. where it's not all about just playing with your mates and having fun. Like there are other things mm-hmm. to chase, like starting an assignment to unlock a new weapon or yeah, get like the end game, get an overclock to change that weapon completely or you know you got your weeklies which are your harder missions and all that kind of stuff like there's things to chase outside of just fucking around and that's what i mean it's just struck like this really nice balance of just both um like all the time um and it's definitely not like i felt like when you had these sort of games back in destiny destiny i always felt like it was very much hop in get shit done and then we played another game um where this is like i i can play this for longer it's just it's just more relaxed and it's just yeah i don't know it's good though i'm having a good time with it yeah there's lots of like there's lots of like optional stuff you can do in the missions which is like you can just keep messing around in one mission if you wanted to like there's no super time pressure there's no need to like do things hyper efficiently because like the more you explore the more you're probably going to get out of it. Like you might find a little side thing, like a supply crate, or you might find some extra resources, you know, so there's no, uh, you can't really go wrong, I guess maybe is the a good way to think about it for me. Like, I don't feel like you can ever really get it wrong. You go into a mission, you yeah. do the main objective. Great. If you want to do the secondary, also great. If you want to do some extra farming for gold and extra resources, you can also do that. Uh, so yeah, never waste yeah. your time really. Yeah, your time's always rewarded. Because uh, even if you're just doing like a bog standard mission, you can find, if you just dig somewhere, you can find like a console to activate. You do a little mini side quest and then that gets you like an overclock that you can choose, which is like an end game like thing to chase for. And you just did that in just a random mission. You didn't do your weekly or anything like that, you know. Uh, it definitely does. Do, yeah, it just rewards you for your time quite well. Uh the 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 only thing that i will say i think stresses me out a bit about deep rock galactic so firstly i had this last night i was just i went off to like just listen to a couple of podcasts and i went to promote which is like the equivalent to prestiging you know we're all familiar with that uh get to the max level and then like reset but get something extra on the side maybe uh Mm. 
you get like a blank overclock, a cosmetic overclock, and a weapon overclock when you when you promote. Okay. Uh, and I think this happened to me before. I did it, and then my game crashed. Uh, and when I load in, I didn't get any of the stuff, but I had promoted. And I think that's happened to me before. So I've like loaded an older save that's put me like two missions back uh, to see if I can do it again. But uh, I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's like a really rare bug. Like you're getting overclocks. That's what it is. I think we figured that out, haven't we? Yeah. It, it must be. It must be. Yeah. That's definitely what it feels like. It feels quite targeted at this point. Uh, and I mentioned this before as well. Like, I'm really uh, this. This is a uh, Deep Rock Galactic is made by Ghost Ship Games. Um, and I, I think it's their first game. They're like they splintered off from uh, devs that made Left for Dead uh for one example but you know from all over the place and they've been acquired by embracer which i'm like i'm really worried about because like this team has done such a good job supporting this game and embracer is just really hitting the hitting the toilet is that an expression it is now in the toilet hitting the toilet it's in the toilet in the toilet yeah embracer um, suck man they just seem to buy people and then go bankrupt and then sell those people. I don't know what's wrong yeah, with it's exactly what's happening. So it's it's a show. I mean, I hope they they do, do okay because obviously like I, the monetization has been really good as well. I don't see them impacting the dev team in any way. I think the dev team for that game for Deep Rock is fantastic. Probably one of the best team that I've seen. Um, mm. I don't know how much an acquisition 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 yeah. will affect that. But hopefully it shouldn't. Hopefully it doesn't. It might just be for like future projects. I yeah, okay, that's right. Maybe they won't touch. They'll just be like the Rock Galactic is what it is. You know, people like it, people play it, people still kind of spend some money on it sometimes. But it's not like they're going to acquire them and be like, all right, let's see if we can squeeze some more out of Deep Rock Galactic. I think it would just be maybe for like a future project they might want the team on or team to do or something, um, which would probably end up being. Well, it's it's more layoffs that I was thinking about. Yeah, um, you know, it's like we can't afford to keep paying all of you, so say goodbye to twenty percent of your working force. Um, mm. And then you know that'd be a real shame, considering it's their first game, and, and yeah, I think they've really nailed it. Yeah. Um, so, so like, and weirdly, I was just thinking this while you guys were talking, when we were talking about sort of what we like about the game. It kind of, uh, to me, Deep Rock Galactic is kind of like the other side of the coin to Sea of Thieves. <laughs> it's like a. In the sense that it's kind of this social game, but uh, and it has a style, uh, and it has a it has like a, a quite clear design philosophy uh, and quite unique in what it wants to be. But Deep Rock is very much this route of like, no, you do progress. Like, there's no PvP, but there is like vertical progression. You know, you level up, you dwarf, you get stuff. Um, and, like cosmetics is obviously a big part for Deep Rock Galactic, as it is for Sea of Thieves. But Deep Rock also has the hook of like you get more materials and you need these materials to level up your weapons and to level up um, this, that, and the other. And then there's the overclocks is kind of the end game thing. And I just, I was just thinking that as you guys were talking, that's like, I wonder if they will lean into that in a sea of thieves too, or if they'll keep the same philosophy of like, Nope, everyone's always on even ground because I know that the, the, like the core fan base of sea of thieves very much enjoys that, but I think it prevents it from sticking to like a more mainstream audience. I think... I think that was a turn-off for me, for Sea of Thieves, was, like, why? what's the point of me going to this island and getting treasure? Because I'm just going to get a funky-looking sail on my ship. 
And I'm mm. like, okay, well, all right. Whereas in Deep Rock, if I, you know, go and... I mean, yeah, sure, you might get a new pickaxe handle or whatever, but you are still, like you said, progressing towards your, your level, uh, your weapons and stuff. So I, I think some type of progression would be good in CSEs, but that's coming from someone who doesn't really like it, so it might be maybe I'm not quite the right person to kind of it's, chip in. It's a fine line, isn't it? Because uh, yeah, you can't do the same stuff as Deep Rock Galactic mm. does because yeah, yeah, because there's PvP in there. Like, how pissed off would you be mm. if you were just you were just like having a little chill adventure and then someone turns up and has like an overclock? I don't know we'll call it overclock. Uh, like weapon mod on their sword that just sets you on fire and fucking just like one bangs you or something like that. And you're like, well, this is just unfair. Like, this is ridiculous. And you just keep spawn killing you and all that. Like, there's, yeah, there has to be a certain way they have to do it because they've got PvP in there. But then they now have servers that don't have PvP, right? That you can just go in for PvE. So I guess maybe they could lean into that. But then their core audience still wants pvpve right they want both so why lean into building this whole system for a certain section of the game that's only playing pve that is not as popular as the other servers so yeah i don't think they'll end up doing anything with it like that but it's an interesting thought yeah yeah you know it just makes me wonder um because i think like because really if you think about it like most of the progression you do in Deep Rock Galactic is probably only like 30% as vertical progression, as in like, you know, actually like getting better, like getting more perk points, like leveling up. Like that's probably, in there. and the other 70% is probably cosmetics, you know, in terms of um, getting shit for your axe, like changing your look, mm-hmm. getting camos, um, all the rest. So it's not that much, but nonetheless, it's enough to like add a hook of like, oh, I'm constantly work- working toward this goal of like improving or getting the newest thing that's going to modify my my gameplay. Whereas that doesn't necessarily that doesn't really exist in Sea of Thieves. Like you have all the weapons, everyone always has access to everything. Like and that's how it works. And they've sort of changed that a bit as the development has gone on. Like you can access if you find something in the world, there are like limited use weapons that you can find and you can use that, and that's kind of cool. But it's not necess- It's still not really vertical progression. So so it it, it always interests me. Because that, that was a big conversation around Sea of Thieves, and it's found its audience that really likes that horizontal progression. You know, you just cosmetics is is it really? That's like the main focus. But I do wonder if there ever is a Sea of Thieves two or whatever happens next with that. Like, do they rethink that philosophy? You know, um, but I'd have to think no. But I think Deep Rock Galactic is a really good example of how that can um, be a good thing. But you know, it's not like one has massively more players than the other. Like Sea of Thieves is is quite successful overall. Um, in the long run so interesting thought mm, definitely all right so before we sort of get into the big news then i can't i would be remiss not to mention it we were talking about it before the show went live um that being smite 2 um if you didn't know i don't know I, we uh, we must have spoken about it on the show before but uh, the three of us were, were big smite mains the big smite mains like uh, like scary smite mains like 100 days played in that video game on xbox um mm-hmm. quite frightening amounts of money spent on smite especially caden looking at you caden sorry sorry to out you bro but Kaden, just... you have to send us the amount of gems they give you the no i want i want to i want to see <laughs> i want to see I'm, I'm i have no really obligation <laughs> Because I can actually calculate how much money I spend. I mean, yeah, you how much shells and stuff. Like, what would you say? Like, could you could you put a number on it? Like, what would you guess? <laughs> uh, I'll need to see the storefront again because I can't remember exactly how much the big pack is. 
You know I, I mean, th- like the, I think you're that probably off the top of my head. I they think were about you're seventy around. I and think... I would definitely have got them in the sale, and and not in the sale. I've definitely you spent a few hundred pounds. Figures. I think you're over a grand because I've definitely spent a, a few grand. hundred. Yeah, and I, I've, I've probably spent a few hundred in my lifetime in it, and I think you've probably bought thrice what I have. So you're looking at nine hundred plus. I didn't think. I, I kind Price. Of I, I didn't. I didn't think of the time frame. I was. Oh, I don't know. I think you have. I, mate. I think it's know. pretty. Not, I think it's a pretty realistic I, thing to say. If I went up to you and bought and went, "Hey, Caden, you probably have three times the amount the cosmetics I have in Smite." You would agree with that, right? Yes. Yeah. So no, you like, probably spend around nine hundred. Tier three, no tier fives. Tier five skins. Like, yeah, you, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Which is fine because, like, <laughs> mate, oh, that's over how long, and that's oh, yeah, over how it's many days game. of game it's time. Free, so like, fine. when free, you so when you calculate that money spent to game hours, it's actually not that much money for the amount of hours of enjoyment you've got out of the game. It sounds yeah. like a lot, but when you break it down, like, it's a lot. Well, <laughs> <No. laughs> we kind of glossed over that. So, with the new Smite Two. It's pretty much you. You're getting these legacy gems where it pretty much gives you all your money back to then get fifty percent off of the new items that's in the store, which I think is a really good way of approaching a mm. um like a live service model. Not live service. What's, what's, what's the model I'm trying to think of? Is it live service? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Live service, yeah. So obviously it's quite hard to create live service sequels that we've seen with like Overwatch Two and other titles. Typically, I'd say more often than not, sequels are seen especially in the live service games, as kind of a bad thing, because everyone, like you said, we're, you know, time, yeah. money, everything committed into that game for it then all to just disappear. Um, yeah. It's quite a tough thing to to do. But it, but this model sounds like it's fairly, fairly forgivable. Pretty, it's reasonable. all around, quite a good way of doing it, I think. It's reasonable. It incentivizes people to make purchases in your game, your second one. You obviously have to make money, but it also you know get them halfway to these new things because of the what they put into the previous game so it's it's a nice kind of middle ground i still don't think it's perfect um yeah and that's I, what i mean it's, it's really tough to yeah. figure that out i don't i don't think i've seen any other game figure that out yet yeah anyway. yeah no agreed um i don't know there's a part of me that wouldn't mind if it just been like maybe give people less legacy gems but let them hand pick like they could get just a skin they want for free rather than it always being locked at 50%. So like let's say you got you only got 50% of the legacy gems you have now but you could use those to fully buy anything you wanted rather than half okay. buy anything else. As a consumer else. that would be awesome but then the actual, like they wouldn't be getting any money off that would they? Well, yeah, but they're getting they they're giving you a lot less and then that's still getting your foot in the door and enjoying mm. their content and their skins that you're going to buy future ones and future battle passes and stuff like that. It's still, yeah, it's not immediate money in their pocket, but these games are never about immediate money in people's pocket, really. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's not bad. Like I can't really slate them for for, for, for what they've done. To be fair, I I think it's a pretty reasonable way of doing it. Um, and. Yeah, it's not like Overwatch 2, 
I don't think it's like a cash grab sequel. I genuinely think this is fine to slap a two on the end of it and call it Smite 2 because it's jumped that much that I think it's actually okay. Two generations. Over, yeah, Overwatch 2 didn't really jump much from Overwatch 1 in terms of its graphical fidelity, in terms of its engine, in terms of all this kind of stuff. It did a bit, but not not to the extent Smite is where they genuinely are changing the entire framework of the freaking game. So, yeah. You got any input on Smite Deck? Because you've been out of the Smite world oh. for a while. Well, I don't know. I was just, uh, just enjoying listening. No, it was because, uh, 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 yeah, I, I guess more broadly for people who who maybe aren't like super into Smite and what we're talking about with gems, like the, the real dilemma is here is like how do service games pivot into releasing a sequel? Uh, and this is what these guys are talking about. You know, like I, we don't really think that anybody's ever nailed that. Like some examples I can think of is Destiny going to Destiny 2. Uh, maybe uh, uh, Division, going for Division 2. Overwatch to Overwatch 2 was was a recent big one. Uh, I can't think of any more high-profile ones. I'm sure there's been more. But they're difficult to do because I suppose if you really think about it, like what is the, what's the justification for making a second one? Uh, well, for Smite, I, it's, it was made on Unreal Engine 3. It's, it's just running on okay. modern consoles, but it's on Unreal Engine 3. The new game, I'm in yeah. five. Uh, I don't know if you've so, seen. But what's it. what? Like, what? What does that do though? Like for them? Yeah. Like, what's? Is it? I mean, it's a facelift, I guess. But like, what's the? It's, I, I don't know. It's I, purely I'm cosmetic. sure they explained it, but I, I don't know. Well, it's purely cosmetic, I think. But they basically just said no, it's that not. It's, with the. It's, there's a lot more to it than. Yeah, they they know. did. I, I they said it's, that they had needed. a lot of future gods planned that could benefit from this upgrade you know like now that they're running it on unreal engine 5 they can make this god because of all the effects and particle effects and stuff like that but then realistically you could have still made that god in unreal engine 3 it just would have looked worse like the particle effects just would have been a lot less it still is a facelift and they're basically just being like everyone can enjoy smite it's a lot more visual and the animations are nicer and all that kind of stuff but it's not a necessary thing to be done. They are also completely overhauling the store as well, and relics. Um, things like that. They're mm. overhauling all of that. Okay. I, I guess this is the difficulty, right? Like Because it, it's kind of a, a bit of a promise. It's like, so we're changing engines, so we need to make a sequel that we're gonna, you're going to end up you're going to lose a lot of stuff for that, and you might have to buy the game. I don't know if it's free-to-play. Uh, free-to-play, free-to-play. Free yeah, free. yeah, okay. But again, that's that's not the case in all of these, these games. Um, you know, like Destiny 2 still being a full price game, for example. So, and then they say, well, yeah, the reason we're doing the sequel is because we're upgrading X, Y, and Z, whether it's the engine or whatever. Uh, and that means we can do a lot more stuff in the future. It's a bit like buying a console. Like, you kind of want something at launch to prove to you, oh, yeah, that's why you're making this new console and I'm losing all of my stuff from the previous gen. At least speaking about, you know, before we had backwards compatibility and that stuff. And I, I don't know if I have seen that in the trailers that I've seen. Like, what, like, what's the justification? Like, they're saying, in the future, we can do this, this, that, and the other. And that's great, but it's like, was that really worth trading out everything I owned and all the time I sunk and all the money I sunk? Well, not all of it, but whatever. They're not willing to refund me. Um, so, so I guess that's the difficulty when it comes down to making sequels for these service games. It's like, can you, like, right now, day one, show me, like, with this fancy new tech that you're now using that, the, the you know, uh, mandated a sequel? Why? <laughs> you know, it's not mandated, where's that gone? It might one still exists. Yeah, they keep it. Right, sure, but they. But they yeah, but it's like, you know, what it's still like what 
why did you need to make a, a sequel? And I guess yeah, it would have been. It feels like it's been received pretty well. If they came in and they were actually, I don't know if they did. I think I watched the full VOD, but if they came in and they were like allowing us to do this, also allowed us to like have a more complex and stable networking structure to make for you know all that kind of stuff, then that makes a bit more sense, right? You know, you got overall a lot better connection games, lower ping games, all that kind of stuff because of this engine overhaul. Then, then yeah, then you're like, okay that makes sense the framework of it is more stable and is more future proof i don't know if they've said that yet but um you also got to bear in mind that i don't think that the game i think the game is actually not coming with all the gods that are currently in smite like i think it's probably only going to launch with like 50 of the gods where there's like a hundred and fucking i think it's a lot less than one that. yeah it's a lot less than that. so you also got to really bear in mind a god a week something like that or something crazy like that they're doing yeah. it very rapid but, but like like dex said yeah they're trying to get you in to this smite 2 and justify why they put a two on the end of it and are changing everything and they're giving you right out the gates substantially less than what smite 1 has uh in terms of playable nice. characters and everything like that which is obviously quite interesting it's just a pros and cons thing and i think it's like it's really hard <clears throat> like kane said like it's it's kind of impossible almost to get this messaging right because you know, like, I think part, and this is the thing I was getting at, like, I think part of the reason you make a sequel is because you want an uplift in money. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, you can do a lot. Like, we've reached the point where the technology has moved enough and we can really make some changes to the game. But at the same time, uh, we, if we want to keep doing this, we need we need, we need, need more money. Uh, you know, it, even with the free-to-play model, you know, it's still going to encourage more purchases. So... Um, and I think people can get a sense for that, which is why this is always an impossible thing to get correctly. Because, it, you know, you think about like World of Warcraft, that's still going. There's not World of Warcraft 2. You know, there's plenty of games like that. Uh, I, I know we just had Counter-Strike 2, which I, I don't really know how that went down. It's the most played game on Steam by a lot. So I think it's doing fine. <laughs> is Counter-Strike 1 still playable? Oh, I, I actually don't know, to be fair. Not sure. What was the game that actually did like an engine overhaul? just in the game some game did that recently they like upgraded all the graphics but just kept the same game the same application the same launcher what game was that yes it was something we played as well really yeah and they just made everything look Uh... like way nicer without changing anything what the fuck was it I can't remember. Oh, well. it'll come back to me. Oh, it was Fortnite. Fortnite did that, didn't they? Remember, they made that uh, whole yeah, shift yeah, and completely yeah. changed engines and made the game look so fucking pretty, but they didn't put a Fortnite 2 on the end of it, did they? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess it's just difficult because obviously we're just l- looking from the outside in, but that is most that is how most people are going to see these these sorts of things go you know and so it's it's like it has to look appealing to people to like because it's possible you know smite could really gain like i do think smite was a bit underrated to be honest i don't think oh, it ever quite got the traction it, it wanted to uh it really good for consoles you know make because of the of the perspective of, 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 of a moba um you know and this could really help the game you know on consoles particularly with xbox smite has been aligned with xbox from the beginning it came out in early access on Xbox. I don't know if you guys knew that. Like we, mm-hmm. we, if we were on PlayStation, we would have been able to play it for most of the time that we did. Um, so 
you know, he could really help it. But yeah, you're right. Like maybe there was some limitation that prevented them from keeping it the same. I, you know, I, I really have no mm-hmm. idea. You know, I, but it's just again, it's a hard sell for them, probably because it's quite probably quite complex and quite technical. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll be trying it though. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Any any other thoughts on that? On like sequels? Uh, no, not sequels. On service games receiving sequels and kind of how that went. Um, and how that's going, you know, with with Smite Two as an example. Before we move on to the news, uh, I don't think so. Not for me. Most of that, yeah. Okay. And was there anything else you guys wanted to cover? I, I know I messaged like, you know, three hundred seconds before the show went live and said, "I'm afraid, Jennifer." Do you guys want to bring anything today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if uh, not, if not, we'll just go into the news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if not, we'll just go into the news. It's, it's not a problem. Uh, no, I don't think so. Nothing comes to my top of my head you're knocking okay let's do it then so um this week we got the developer direct reveal woohoo uh happening this thursday uh 8 p.m british standard time for us um and alongside the reveal uh we got the surprise announcement uh that indiana jones from machine games is uh is getting shown off as well from uh, one of one of the bethesda studios um, and they've been cooking on that for a while. The Indiana Jones game, I think, was originally revealed in 2020, I want to say. Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones revealed. Because I think it got revealed <clears throat> like just after the initial announcement of the acquisition, of the Bethesda acquisition. Oh, okay. Um, so either way. And they've been cooking for a while and everybody's been wondering, machine games, what are you doing, guys? Are you still making Wolfenstein 3? Are you just plowing through indiana jones like what's the deal and then all of a sudden here it is you know we haven't heard anything about it since then we know uh, todd howard is, is executive producer um as well because uh, they pitched it a while back and disney really liked the pitch um and it was you know it's a big surprise and it kind of makes it a bit of a one two three punch uh for the year for xbox now with uh, hellblade 2 about indiana jones and then the smaller stuff like ara towerborn and whatever else like stalker 2 maybe so I just wanted to get some kind of impressions, reactions for, from you guys, Tim. If I if I throw it to you first, like, is this was this surprising to you? And bearing in mind, we also suspected Talbot would be here. It, it wasn't, um, you know. So so there's the, the, there are some yeah. things that we maybe expected yeah, that there weren't here as well. So I just kind of wanted to get your your impressions. Uh, yeah, no, I'm actually pretty uh, shocked actually to what this developer direct is containing. Um, it's kind of not what I thought it would be. Um, I didn't think uh, Avowed would be at this one. Um, I thought it might have been one no, uh, later date. Um, I really did not think Indiana Jones was going to make an appearance here. And I'm very surprised that um, Towerborn's not on there. So, yeah, literally, like, <laughs> so they're only showing four things, and I kind of, three of them have shocked me. So, um it makes sense that Hellblade uh, 2 is on there. And then what else was there? I, there was a fourth, wasn't it? Ara, that was it, yeah. Um, and to be fair, I wouldn't Ara, have even... Ara. I wouldn't have even um, banked Ara being there either. The only one there that makes sense and that I predicted was Hellblade 2. Like, everything else is... Yeah. Yeah. Very, very... Um, a shock to me, yeah. A good shock. I'm excited. Um, I think... What, you didn't think Avowed would be there? One. I didn't think Avowed would be in this direct. Okay. I thought it'd be in one late, later in the year. I didn't think this it would be in the first one of the year in Jan. Um, 
that was my prediction that it would be it would be like the Starfield Direct equivalent to last year. It would be yeah. tagged on at the end of the showcase uh, rather than be here because I figured it's coming at the end of the year, but maybe I'm wrong or maybe I'm not. And this was just what I went mm. with. Um, but I mean, I'm very excited. Obviously, I found super hype for. Uh, I'm excited to see more of Hellblade too. Like, I just like even though I haven't played the first one, I just like seeing this game. It's it's a pretty it's like a spectacle for Xbox. It's like their you know their yeah. next big show. Sure um so yeah i'm excited to see more of that i'm excited to see indie as well not gonna lie i would really have liked to have swapped ara for towerborn but whatever is what it is yeah right yeah <laughs> what do you think Aiden? wouldn't surprised at all that indie was there to be honest like <laughs> not god such a chat <laughs> this guy um, man. i mean yeah i heard of the grapevine there were indie things in play, hence why I said it was this year, but I didn't think it was going to be this soon in regards to an actual showcase. Are we getting a showcase? Is that what this is? It is a showcase, right? Or is it just a... Uh, so, okay. I, I've I've got the website up ready to go, which we'll go over after. But, but yes, the, the blurb that, that's on the uh, website, on the Xbox Wire website, which I've just put in chat, by the way, um, says developer direct will showcase more than 10 minutes of game and developer insights, including details from the game setting and story and how the fans will actually play as indie. Interesting. Uh, and um, premiere the first gameplay trailer. So, so yeah, you. 10 yeah. minutes. So of I'm, gameplay. I'm very surprised. I was not expecting gameplay to be shown off in any way, um, but there it is. And that's, that's really cool. I mean, I'm not an indie fan really at all, um, but I think as a game space, it would be interesting. You know, I love Tomb Raider. So, I don't know, just a male version of Tomb Raider, I suppose. Um, yeah. So that's I'm interested in that. I'm interested to see what it looks like. Hellblade 2, we've talked to it to death. I don't need to mention any more. I'm mm-hmm. very, very excited for that. Um, Ara, not really our thing, but, you know, be interesting to see. And what's the other one? And Avowed. Yeah, I, I didn't think we'd see Avowed maybe until later this year. Maybe Avowed um, will win you over at this direct, Caden. Maybe, maybe. I hope it does. I hope it does. Um I'm just excited to see it. I'm, I hope they it revitalizes me to be excited for it. Because mm. that, that slight snippet you sent the other day, Dick, that actually looked a bit more interesting than everything else I've seen. So we'll see. Mm. We'll see. Mm. The hand movements and the spells just get yeah, it every time. It's a bit more natural. Yeah. Yeah. The, it, um, or it's yeah. not like Skyrim where it's like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just holding it. What like do we. Um, yeah. What do we think for indie? It's actually, do we know if indie, like what style of game it is? Do we know if it's going to be first or third? third? Person, nope. I expect. What nope. do you think? For, we well, machine know. games make first person. first person. They 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 make first person. You wouldn't. So you wouldn't play indie first. Little whippy. Person. I don't know, that that to me just sounds weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, yeah. It doesn't sit right with me being a first person indie game, but maybe it is. Tonight, you know, just imagine be. like running away from the ball. You know what I mean? Like the big fucking stone ball. Imagine that in first person. That would be shit. In third person, you can see <laughs> the ball. You know, like, oh fuck, dodging traps and stuff. Yeah, third person. Heard it here first. Yeah, but they could do some like cool like parkouring elements and using your whip to traverse in first person could be quite immersive. He doesn't. He's not he fucking can. Tarzan. He does. He uses his whip to fucking go around like poles and swing sometimes, doesn't he? Or am I making this up? <laughs> Wall runs as well, doesn't he? 
Yeah, he's Titanfall pilot, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Paul> <laughs> runs, that's so funny. <laughs> he's like whipping the floor to keep himself up on the on the wall while he's oh, yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, using the momentum. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, did man. you not? Because he's like. He's like a fucking uh, Looney Tunes character, isn't he? He spins the, the whip above his head and he, yeah, and he, he takes flies, off. Yeah. Like a helicopter. Oh, man, I'm buzzed for that game. I actually don't know. I think at times he does use it for traversal. Um, the, the only... We don't know. We have nothing concrete about how the game is actually played, which is why I suspect they've worded that in that very specific way. Um, but I think a couple of things that Todd has said seem to make it sound like it's a... Uh, in this, it's a bit of a mashup, maybe, and I mean that in the sense, you know, like kind of how Uncharted is. You have, uh, even though it's all third person, it's like there's the planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, vehicular elements, then there's like shooting elements, like you've got a gun, you know, you're mm-hmm. like a, you shoot with a gun in first person, like from a helicopter or whatever, and then there's third person and then there's platforming. I suspect it will be like that in terms of the actual first person. The only reason we want to say that is because machine games like makes first person games. Yeah. Um, it makes sense for it to be a third person, like mm-hmm. with the mashup, but maybe there is some first person elements, you know, maybe the actual shooty shooty parts do play in first person. And again, that would be fine, but a little bit weird because indie only really like uses a pistol and a whip and it's like i don't see indie rock walking around like two-handed an ak and like an rpg you know like oh akimbo like i don't know man he does man <laughs> well we'll see i guess i think the internet will react a bit weirdly if it's first person I, I suppose. Yeah, I do think I'm like 95 percent sure it's going to be third person. Oh no, yeah, I'm totally with you, Caden. It should be a third person okay. game. I just think, um, yeah, it's just first person is a is a possibility based on machine games mm. um, track record. It doesn't mean they just can't make third person games though. But yeah. yeah, and even if it wasn't, I would trust machine games to make it work. Um, like I could see, like in my head, I've pictured like a bit more of you know like a south american 1960s version of bulletstorm but with maybe like toned down a couple of levels like but with the whip <laughs> you know they use like the, the plasma whip it's just like, like with you kicking you know. people into spike walls is he <laughs> yeah like, like seriously yeah yeah like he gets to be like whip guns out of people's hands you like I slap people into walls like like maybe not like you know super stuff like you whack them into the floor and then they bounce up 10 feet in the air <laughs> like maybe not that <laughs> but you know um i i think that could work i i do but i i think you know machine games K- 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 have you played wolfenstein yeah yeah 
Yeah, okay. It's a rule in agreement. These are really solid first person games with um, at times yeah. quite novel mechanics. Um, and, and and also, I, I think they're a bit underrated in terms of uh, storytelling and writing. Uh, Wolfenstein um, with BJ Blaskovitz yeah. and the rest. Um, they're they're surprisingly good. good stories with like twists and turns and good characters. Yeah. Um, not Youngblood, though. So, yeah, not Youngblood. Young we don't, we don't talk about Youngblood. Young <laughs> Which is annoying because it, it was a cool premise, in my opinion, but it was just that time when Bethesda were getting forced to make like co op and multiplayer games. Yeah. Um, so I think this is really interesting. Um, and this is, I, I, so I read out the second half of the Indiana Jones bit, but the first bit says this Machine Games, the award winning studio behind the recent Wolfenstein series, will reveal their upcoming Indiana Jones game. An action adventure that puts players in the leather jacket of the legendary archaeologist. Okay. So, no big surprise, but I do think it's quite interesting. I, f- I forget that Indiana Jones is an archaeologist. I don't know. He, it's at, at times, it just feels like a guy exploring. American man. <laughs> killing bad man. guys. Yeah, just American man X. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know. But yeah, I guess, yeah, he's an archaeologist, isn't he? Um, I'm like UK, and I'm not like a fan. Um, I did watch maybe two months ago, I think I watched the first one, which is... The, no, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, the first one? <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. I think? It's the second I think it one. I, don't, I think that's the second one. Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is second, I'm pretty sure. And the last one, I think, is The Last Crusade. Okay. Um, from the original trilogy. Um, and I think it was fun. You know, it was like a solid 7 or maybe 7.5 out of 10. It was a fun time. Aged a bit wonky in places, but generally it was a good time. Um, I think it's, you know, it is like the granddaddy of like the archaeologist um, action adventure genre, isn't it? Like you're you're uncharted, your Tomb Raiders. So, um, what about the Mummy? So, I don't think that was that wasn't first, was it? Well, no. So Brandon Frazier. Brandon Frazier. Oh, yeah. Brandon. <laughs> I've got yeah, Brandon, Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. I've got a question for the group. Is Brendan Fraser an attractive man? Yeah. It, George of the Jungle, absolutely. And the mummy. <laughs> so <Definitely>. specific. <laughs> George of the Jungle, those abs, I'd lick him dry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty attractive, dude. Especially in the whale, or whatever yeah. it's called. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a big jaw. Yeah, he has a big jaw. Big jaw. Like a homunculus. You like big jaws, do you? We're live, Deck. Okay. I was very worried what kind of response you were going to do. (laughs) God. Hmm. All right. So I think you know while we're on the topic of Indiana Jones, let's let's keep it rolling. Um, this kind of feels like most people I speak to about an Indiana Jones game, they're like, yeah, okay, cool, okay, cool. Like it's met with this kind of like lukewarmness that I think we've kind of put on display today as well, because it's you know it's a bit dated. The last few films haven't really hit. They've been okay. Um, I haven't seen the the recent ones, so so I'm kind of curious, like to hear you know, let's say. Machine games nails the presentation. The gameplay is like this sick blend of genres. You know, there's this wicked mechanic where Indiana Jones has to whip his hat and get it back on his head like fucking Mario. 
to get a boost. Yeah, who, who knows? They nail it. The story looks interesting. There's like some to really get cool... a boost. <laughs> he becomes an elephant. Whips the hat <laughs> onto his head to get a boost. God, employ this man. Employ never, man. Never work in video game design. <laughs> I bet. Mario literally does that, so I don't want to hear that. Yeah, but Mario not... is a fucking cartoon. <laughs> you He's don't a think cartoon his hat is man. Have any mechanic in the game. You, you okay? You bet me right now. You bet me right now. Go on. I don't think it's going to be it used to have a temporary boost of fucking speed or charisma. No. But you think it's going to do something? <laughs> is that your argument? <laughs> Well, it's quite vital, though, isn't it? It's, do you hear I, this I kid Yeah, I see. I get it. Fine, the hat will do something. Okay, then. Let a man flow, would ya? For once in your life. <laughs> Fine, I'll just shut up. to the vital. Yeah, brain, brain thing right now. <laughs> I don't think going. it's gonna like give him, give him an extra heart. <laughs> you know, like a one up. <laughs> More realistic for the boost. Um, I don't think it is. Anyway, like, let's say they nail it. The gameplay looks great. The premise looks great. Everyone's excited. Like, does it being Indiana Jones like help it here, or does it, is it just kind of a bit of a? It looks good because the game looks good, or do you think there's like a bit of a? Does the IP kind of like help it? You know, like catalyze the IP to bit? begin with. As of right now, I think is hurting it because. The games right now aren't really for that generation, yeah. you know? Like, I just think Indiana Jones is an outdated character that isn't really relevant at the minute. So I think right now it's probably hurting it. But like you said, if the if the display, if the presentation is attractive, I can see that actually working in its favour favor and like mm. like doing the opposite effect of actually oh, Indiana Jones is cool. Um so that that's why I think I think it'll do the opposite if it comes off comes across really quite nicely. That's what I think. I agree. Any thoughts on that, Tim? Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm in the same uh, camp as Caden. I think I don't think initially anyone's looking at Indiana Jones and pre-ordering it solely for the name. Uh, I don't think it carries that much weight right now, especially with this generation. But I do just think if it's a cool-looking game um, and it looks and plays well, people will also just be like. Yo, I can get my Uncharted fix here, so mm. let's do it. Yeah, it could definitely be what people are looking for since Uncharted, you know, something like that, uh, which is a big space to to gather um, users from because Uncharted is really fucking popular. So, uh, yeah, I think the gameplay will speak volumes for how successful it's going to do. So hopefully it has a good first showing. I, th I think it's quite necessary for it to have a good first showing. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I agree. Because it's it's one of those things where it's like the transmedia effects really kicks in, you know, with your cyberpunks, with your witches. Like, if people like what they see and it comes out, you know, it gets an announced date for this year, which I'm, I'm presuming it will, you know, I'm presuming yeah. it's going to be this year. Um, Then... It, like people get started getting investment and and excited about the IP again, people might go back. You know, net if it's on net, no Disney, oh, it's on Disney. Uh, Disney um, might start to see an uptick in viewership numbers for those films. You know, because mm -hmm. people want a bit more of the IP and a bit more of the characters and want to kind of get into the the, the vibe for it. Like we know that happens. Like we know that happens. So I think I think you guys are absolutely right. Um, I, I think likewise, 
it could have the opposite effect if it doesn't look so exciting. Uh, if it looks kind of a bit standard, a bit rope, uh, <clears throat> nothing too exciting. People will be like, it's just Indiana Jones in it. <laughs> yeah, it I actually will stay dead. I actually think as a game that they chose to make and an IP they chose to use, I actually think it's quite a risky one. Um, yeah, agreed. Like, I, I, I think there's probably a lot more they could have chose from. I think it's exciting and it, and it has a lot of potential, but I think it's actually kind of a risky pick. Like, out of all, all of them, they could have done. They could have just been like, here's Banjo Kazooie, fucking go. But no, they were literally just like, we're going to try Indiana Jones. <laughs> so, oh, all right, <laughs> fair play. Yeah. And I think it's um, it's one of those things, isn't it? That the game development takes so long that you just can't like bank on the situation helping you, like the context, like the wider industry context. Because you're like, who knows what's going to change in the in the six years you spend developing this game? Because, like mm. I said, the the thing with it's the same thing that happened with Blade and Arcane Leon. Like they went to Disney and said, "We've got a pitch for Blade." And they laid it, you know, Dinga Bakaba laid it down, and the guys at Disney were like, "Fuck yeah, yes! <laughs> like, yeah, you can do it. Make a Blade game." Same thing happened here. Todd was like, "I've had this idea for Indiana Jones for a while. We finally got around to pitching it. They really liked the pitch, so they let us go." And we, I, I delegated that to to Machine Games. Essentially, that's what happened. Um, but you're right, you know, with it being announced in 2020, I've, I've just been googling to try and find out when it like development started, but. Uh, when was Youngblood? Was it 2019? I'm just trying to get an idea of the timeline for machine games and when that could have possibly been. I feel like Youngblood was, yeah, yeah, like 2019 or something. It's definitely been a few years. It's 2019. Yeah. So we can assume development in Indiana Jones maybe started around 2018, 2019, maybe like a bit of an incubation and prototyping in 2018 and then maybe sort of full development in 2019. So by this, the end of this year, it will have been six years five six years at least um mm. and you're right like at that time i think there would have been two indiana jones films lined up right i think uh whatever the newest yeah. one was Tyler destiny which was shit and the last one was maybe which was shit and the, whatever the last one was the skull of something right oh the uh kingdom of the crystal skull that was yeah. fine but not great and then dial of destiny i thought was genuinely cheeks but i, I didn't enjoy that at all Or am I being stupid? Was that a while ago? Was Crystal Skull a while ago? Yeah, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was a while ago. Yeah, it was longer than six years ago. I okay. think. So has Dial of Destiny been the only one like in, in like the of last, recent, yeah. Like, in the last year or two, yeah. Fair enough. A few so, years. Even then, you know, Todd's pitching the game. Disney's saying, Great, you do that game, we like that pitch, line it up around the same time as Dial of Destiny. It's a good time. We're having a good time. You know, COVID happens. Development for the game gets delayed. Development for the film gets delayed. The film comes out. The film sucks. <laughs> now, yeah. now the game's coming out like, you know, a year or two later. Um, and really, I don't really think they're going to affect each other one way or the other. I mean, maybe, but, you know, it's just one of those things. So, like, yeah, coming back to what you said, yeah, it's, it's quite, it would have been, it's risky now, but when they pitched it, it would have felt probably like quite safe. Yeah. Quite a safe bet. <laughs> yeah yeah and as well like so this is the other part like i wanted to talk about like who the fuck is playing indiana jones and like what, what are they going to do with the like the characterization of indiana of indy like what 
How's that going to work? I'm assuming Harrison Ford isn't going to be in because Crystal Skull, no, not Crystal Skull, The Dial of Destiny was meant to be the final one, right? Yeah. I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know if it was like a cliffhanger or something. <clears throat> like, I, I don't know. Pretty sure it's the last indie movie, yeah. So, like, what? what's the deal there? Like, are they getting in the younger guy from the, the solo film? They did. A, they had a younger guy do one, didn't they? I mean, it's plenty of voice acting talent. It doesn't have to be a A-list actor. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. see them doing that. They just need to hire someone who's from Texas. Get Nolan North on it. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> Troy Baker. Woohoo. Get fucking uh, what's the guy's name who does Kratos? <laughs> oh, uh, John, yeah. John, John, something I don't know. Yeah, get him to uh, voice Indiana Jones. How hilarious would that be? Boy, boy. Oh, Chris Judge. You talking about Chris Judge? Whip. Yes. Oh, whip. Yeah, Chris Judge. <laughs> oh, you <dear> boy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't find it, but there was like a prequel series that they did, and I'm, I can't remember many of the details, but yeah, like you're absolutely right, like maybe they just get someone in, but it does interest me, like not just how the writing for, for Indy will be, um, because if it's successful, obviously I suspect they'll want to do sequels. Um, and also, yeah, like who's, what's the voice acting going to be like? Because it's quite, it's not like uh, James Bond, you know, where somebody different plays bond every now and again it's only being harrison ford in terms of like the mainline series so it's it, it makes it a bit more of an interest and also i wonder like are they gonna try and ape it like are they just gonna try like your job is to clone harrison ford when it's like 20 years ago like maybe 30 years ago they tried doing that or, in like war combat with like a, with a terminator um they've done it with a few characters where they've got someone to just pretend to be and it, you, yeah you, like you can person, feel yeah. it and you're just like it's a good impression but yeah. because it's not Arnie, it's like, ugh. so uh, it's a tough one. I, I, I hope they just do their own thing, personally. Yeah. Because I will Holland. say, like, <laughs> can only hope. <sighs> like, Guardians of the Galaxy was the one where, like, everybody was skeptical about that because they were kind of doing their own thing and everybody was a bit worried about um, mm, a bit like Uncanny Valley stuff, but it wasn't. Like, everyone was written in their own way. Uh, that it didn't feel close enough to be jarring. Um, so, and I like, I hope they go for a similar thing. Yeah, just make your own indie. Like, write your own indie. Um, what does a what does an indie in twenty twenty four look like? You know, that's not like eighty years old. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so okay. Any other thoughts about Indiana Jones? Um, we're thinking it might release this year, but before we move on from that, obviously it's, it's kind of the big surprise. Um, I just. Anything else that you guys want to say about that at all? I am done on indie. I think. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah, this I'm year still indie, yeah. now. Like if we're seeing gameplay of it now. I don't think they'd occupy it. everyone's time in January mm. of 2024 if it wasn't coming out this year. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, Avowed. You mentioned. Um, I, I sent a gif over to you guys in our chat, and I um, that you said like looked kind of appealing, um, and that was just spliced gameplay uh, that came from Clobrill over on Twitter. Um, that was just spliced gameplay from what we saw at the showcase last year. So I, I'm I'm curious, like, how are we? I mean, Caden, you felt a bit more lukewarm on Avowed 
than than we did. So I'm curious, like, what do you need to see from Avowed as Obsidian's next big RPG? You know, it, as the Outer Wilds was to fall out, Avowed is probably going to be to Elder Scrolls more compact version. Their take on it. What do you need to see from Avowed to be like? I'm excited now. I'm, I'm buzzing. I just kind of want to see what they do between A and B. You know, because it's, I'm assuming it's an open world game, right? It's open world. I but think it's going to be like wide linear. It's going to be, we don't fully know, but I'm assuming it's going to be more Outer Wildsy. Uh, Outer Wildsy, fuck's sake. Outer Wildsy, God of War, okay. you know, wide linear, like big, big um, missions that are connected. Through okay, that, so that, that's a bit more interesting for me because I've always preferred a more linear experience, typically. Um, I don't know, it's, it's a tough one because. It was the tone for you, wasn't it, last it, time? I think it. I think it was a change in tone that I wasn't ready mm. for. Um, I, I, yeah. I just need to see more, you know? Like, I'm tired of these two-second clips and then cutting to a bear with mushrooms on his head and then a skeleton, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Are you just... So how? Just... How? What's your sort of vibe on just, like, a general RPG tone anyway? Like, do you like the idea like did you like fables idea, yeah. and stuff like that or, or you i like fable, fable 2 fancy. more than fable 3 because fable 2 was a bit more kind of not darker but fable 3 was a lot more childish i felt compared to fable 2 yeah so you're, you're not Remember a big that. fan of like your whimsical rpgs your colorful RPGs. no you i like want a, a high, dark, fantasy. high fantasy okay yeah yeah i think so, so. That, that from its root is probably why it's not appealing to you massively yeah. so yeah it'd be interesting to see uh, how they go with that tone but i think certain aspects of the game will be quite high fantasy maybe a bit bit of darkness spread in there but yeah it's it's definitely more colorful than your than your standard ones but um yeah but we know it's not like a comical game no like it's not like the world of eora is quite grim i think um, there will be quite a bit of, i think they'll sprinkle humor in there though more than like elder scrolls games i just think that's just what obsidian does like the outer worlds was obsidian, funny yeah. as well i think it will be more humorous that is than a comic elder game scrolls. yeah yeah i don't think it'll be quite to the extent that is but i think it'll have more humor sprinkled in it than the likes of other rpgs that you see that look similar i think but Tim, I've just put that GIF in the chat if you just want to play it while we're talking about Avowed. Um, I'll just take you to a Twitter page. Um, okay. And, like, and this is kind of the other side of it, Caden. Like for you, when when you're looking at like the combat and what I'm sending in chat and what Tim is about to put on the screen for all our visual viewers, like what parts of that do you like? What like what like as in what like part of you made you know, made you raise an eyebrow that was like, oh, actually, maybe this could be interesting. Um, I guess it's giving off. Um, what was that? EA shooter that came out recently, that magic shooting game. Immortals, Immortals of Avian. Avian? Yeah, so like yeah. it seems there's just a lot more kind of character behind casting a fireball or swinging a sword and stuff. I don't know. I, I... Hmm. Yeah, just looking at that big fireball looks pretty sick. The sword swing looks very reactive. Shield bash like like almost like a kind of ability. It looks pretty interesting. Rather than just me have a sword, me swing me have a fireball me yeah. throw kind of thing it it seemed a bit more uh well, a bit more kinetic isn't it yeah kinetic yeah because i think this was something you brought up last week and i think this that is this is a sentiment shared quite commonly because we're all quite used to uh like bethesda rpgs being uh -huh. the like the main first person like melee combat guys and generally their combat is only okay like in skyrim yes. yeah it's okay there's lots of flexibility and like player expression in it but like 
it feels a bit like airy. It's a bit like whiffy. Like, um, but I, I'm with you. Like, I think they're really doubling down on like trying to make the combat feel good here. And I think you can see it, like in the way that enemies are reacting. Um, and again, I'll call back to grounded. You know, I think grounded. I think they've taken lessons out of grounded. How that feels as a first person survival game, but with combat. Um, I probably moved it over to this. Like that game feels very reactive. You know, you smack a bug and a bit of shell falls off, stuff like that. You know. Um, Tim, yeah. If your if your attention, if your resources are uh, available to us, I just wanted mm -hmm. to gather your thoughts now. Um, we're we're closing in on the final viewing. Um, you know, we were as people who are doing the podcast this time last year, and and led up to Redfall being announced. You know, feeling a, a similar level of excitement. Um, but also a sim probably not a similar level of hesitance, but there was a bit of hesitance there, as there is with Avowed here. Mm -hmm. um, how how are you feeling going into sort of seeing Avowed for its big blowout, uh, really? Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm buzzing for it, to be honest. I've always wanted to see more of this game, um, and I'm very excited to just, yeah, just to see more in depth exactly how the gameplay works, exactly how the magic systems work, as especially where I'm interested. I want to see how crunchy things feel in terms of you know, just your standard sword and shield combat, all that sort of stuff, you know, enemy design. I just want to see more of it. And I am confident in the fact that I think this game will be good. I, I don't think this game is going to be a bad game. It's not going to be a Redfall. Um, it's not going to be a disappointment. I think at worst, you're looking at high 70s, something like that. I still think it's going to be a very respectable game at a good time. Um but obviously I'm excited to see more of it and, you know, for what I hope would be, you know, your, your mid-80s kind of game, you know, a really cool RPG um, that really takes things in, in a new direction. Because I know Obsidian do that a lot, you know, they don't like to just copy and paste a formula and try and copy Elder Scrolls. They very much like to put their own spin on it, but they have their own mechanics in it. Um, and I'm just interested to see what those are going to be. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm very excited. I think out of all of them, considering I'm not a massive Hellblade fan, you know, well, I might be once I play the first one, I might fucking love it. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't immediately scream out to me. This is the most exciting thing I'm looking forward to on the 18th in 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 the direct for me. Mm. Yeah, on your speed, isn't it? Like on paper. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not like um like uh like Caden in the sense I need a more of a dark gritty high fantasy RPG. I do like those as well, but I do quite like an RPG that doesn't necessarily tick all those boxes and takes its own directions and everything. This, yeah, I just feel like it's going to be my speed, and I feel like I'm I'm always going to pick this game up and play it. Um, I just hope it's it's a banger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, and and as well, there is this kind of um, there's this kind of more than maybe any of the other games uh, at this direct, or maybe even just any of the other uh, other developers owned by Xbox. Like there is this kind of optimism for Obsidian. Like everyone kind of wants Obsidian to do well. Like everybody wants them to show mm. what they can do when given the budget, given the time. You know, um, they've had these smaller hits recently, um, which have all achieved like mid to high eighties, um, and their last big hit of the Outer Worlds also was you know um a mid 80s so I, I suppose everybody's hoping that about is like a little bit bigger on that a bit, a little bit more of an evolution and can maybe push even a bit further but you know i'm with you i i, I would be very surprised if this game 
comes in below 80s at worst i think high 70s and i think i really like it to be their defining game that maybe comes in a bit higher into to high 80s um nines these days near impossible when i think the bud i i think obsidian's lack of focus on visual fidelity will probably hold them back for that even though i think it looks great it's just not like um this kind of hyper realistic thing so i think i think that'll probably hold it back mm-hmm. annoyingly i don't think that's fair but it's just how it works um it's just as you guys were speaking it just very quickly reminded me of something that one of the i think it was the the director said about the game carrie patel um she was talking about um like skill trees and stuff and they were saying that there's they spent a lot of time focusing on making sure leveling up and skill trees aren't stat bonuses and are more like changes or gains in abilities, um, which I think is great. And it was just worth mentioning that Something because obviously it's a, they've done. put a big focus, right? You know, they've put a big focus on this magic system, um, and I hope that they're really able to flex that. And that's the thing we haven't really seen. Someone who doesn't know what Avowed is could have seen the trailer from last year and just said that looks like a fun MMO. <laughs> like it wouldn't like you know it was a bit like it didn't really give much away about like what's what's unique about this game and that was like my thing when we spoke about this last week i was like what makes this different Mm. like what makes avowed stand out as a open world or or wide linear fantasy rpg because we've had a lot of them and i want to know what this one does that makes it special and it's you know the magic seems to be a big emphasis so i i feel like that's going to be a big part yeah Um, so we'll see um but overall, it's it's feeling like the temperature is quite high on Avowed, feeling quite excited for it in general across the board. Um, Caden may be warning up to it, but still wanting to see more. And let's not forget, there are guns, guys! Guns! guns. Love me the some guns. Flintlock. Magic and guns. Maybe there'll be some magical... If there's a magic gun skill tree, 11 out of 10. Mm. That, would be, that would be pretty exciting. Like, if I can fire a bullet out of my flintlock and then, like, pull it back and forth <laughs> between, like, the orc I'm shooting. What? <laughs> Surely that's just going to have the bullet go at a less velocity than <laughs> just shooting it out of the gun. Yeah, but I'll fire it first so it, it penetrates, and then I'm going to pull it back through. So I'm spinning it around. The bullet. Spin it around. Yeah. yeah, and then maybe expand it. Like or stats. you could like slow motion curve it into wherever you want to hit them, like their head or Ooh. like fucking arm or shoulder. Drop, yeah, he shoot right in the fingies and he drops his sword, and then you fucking yeah put a gun in his mouth. Uh huh. Yeah. Fine. I've got a little conductive uh, bullets. Fire one into your brain. Fire a lightning bolt at your friend, and it will conduct to the bullet. The possibilities truly. Mm-hmm. Are endless. Find his family, you know. threaten his wife and kids, get him to swore, swear slavery to you, and he's your companion for the rest of the game. You can do all That's that awesome. with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> a lot you can do with a gun. <laughs> Go to the local bank. Give me your money. Get chased by the police. Kill yeah. them all too. Live got in four, hiding for five four, years. Change your identity. Four stars in the top right. Helicopters chasing you. <laughs> Live off baked beans for six years. It's a lot you can do with a gun. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. 
very exciting and you know i will say as well like i, I rewatched the trailer and like we you know we spoke about like how that kind of looked and kind of um the colors looked a bit off sometimes but like generally the text just looked really great like a lot of the stuff on the arms like the armor looks very detailed like i'm just i'm really excited to see it like as it's i'm assuming this will be its final showing but you know we, we gave our our guesses last week on when we think about it's going to come out so you can go back and watch that if you like um but it being here makes me think like maybe it's not late i, I thought maybe it's going to be quarter four but maybe it's like more middle of the year now so mm. exciting stuff all right final we're not going to talk about arrow we're not Aaron. Another right people. We don't. Yeah, we can't. Well, right people to put our own perspective on that, can we? So, yeah, it's it, it's from the 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 um, ex developers of Civilization, which is obviously a big deal in the forex strategy world. Um, so yeah, but we can't really speak to that, and it's PC first anyway because Xbox are fucking stupid with this stuff, and they like to segregate their platforms for some reason. So can't talk about it, even if I wanted to. Um, so, Hellblade two. Oh, shit. I didn't read the blurb. Let me just finish the avowed section by reading the blurb, and then I'll come on to Hellblade 2. <laughs> so the avowed section on the website says, on Xbox Wire, the team at Obsidian will share the first deep dive into the gameplay experience fans can expect in avowed. Their upcoming fantasy action RPG. Quite interesting that it's fantasy action RPG. Mm -hmm. Set in the fantastical, vibrant living lands. Learn more about how Obsidian's expertise in building worlds with deep themes, dynamic gameplay, and thoughtful reactivity come to life in Avowed, where players have the agency to make choices to shape every step of their adventure. Cool. Let's go. Gameplay deep dive. Uh, the action bit, fairly unexpected. The reactivity, not so unexpected, but good to see that they're pushing into that. You know, I'd, I'd really like to see that. See how that works. Okay, so, how about it? I'm pissed. I'm actually kind of pissed about this. I don't know if you guys have... have I'm, I'm assuming you guys haven't actually seen this. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Ninja Theory take us behind the scenes at their studio in Cambridge to give us some insight on how they're crafting Senua Saga Hellblade 2. The team will speak to the ambition and meticulous uh, care involved in creating Senua's journey of survival. To me, that sounds like we're just going to get a bunch of interviews with people we don't care about and not see the game. We'll see concept art, I reckon. Mm. And I'll be yeah, it. Might see how some guys I saw spent a really four years creating an eyeball. Mm. Yeah, I, I saw a really funny tweet like in response to this. Somebody said, "I feel like I could I could draw your office at this uh, this <laughs> like at this <laughs> stage. the whole layout. <laughs> I've seen so much of your office. Like I could literally draw it. Like I don't need to see more behind the scenes. Oh um, God! And to take up a like a quarter of the show with just some behind the scenes is a bit. Like it's it's almost like they did have something to show and it was locked in and then they were just like, oh, well, we're still gonna give them Hellblade because we're still gonna make people still gonna keep people, you know, informed that it's coming out this year. Well, all they are is, is a release date, really, which we were gonna get. Um, but I suspect what actually this is is that they wanted to do the big gameplay showing at the showcase, which they did, and it was received very well. It looked great. Um but then they also wanted it here. <laughs> so that's why they didn't show the release date then. We were like, why did you not show a release date then? Mm -hmm. uh, so they just wanted to hold the release date for now to keep the the beats, you know. Um, so they're just doing it behind the scenes rather than showing more gameplay. Like, Which is like a little bit annoying because I get... I feel like there's a lot we don't know about Hellblade 2. Does that, do you guys get that feeling? Yeah, no, I, 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 agree totally, I agree, totally. Uh... And that might be intentional. 
I think they've showed enough, right? Like it's a, like to the actual like what you know, you understand the vibe of the game, you've seen some combat slices, you've seen some some um cinematic scenes and stuff like that. They probably don't want to give away too much in terms of its story, where it's going next, antagonists, all that sort of thing. Like uh I, I don't know. I think they might just be wanting to keep that close to their chest so people can experience it for the first time. Yeah, I think you might be right. And and like that's uh, with this being like, we're going to go behind the scenes again. It makes me think, oh, they're doing this like on purpose. Like they're, 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 they're happy with what they've shown. And there's a lot of stuff they don't want to spoil here, which yeah, gets me kind of excited yeah. if, if that is the case. Um, because, you know, Hellblade 1 was a bit twisty like that. And I, I imagine, I can't remember, but the marketing at the time, I think, was um, careful not to reveal some of the stuff, things that happen as the game go on um or even some of the more like hidden aspects of the game like we've spoken about before like um there there are lots of mechanics in that game that that the game doesn't tell you about you know as part of the theme of the game you know the, the not knowing and the uncertainty and the fear there um so i imagine maybe there's some similar stuff going on in hellblade 2 which which would be great but nonetheless for your mainstream audience people are going to be a bit bummed out to not see some more gameplay or some new mechanic or um something so you know we'll see how it pans out but on paper as that's written on the xbox wire post i'm kind of like god damn it yeah god fucking damn it <laughs> yeah it's a bit of shit i'm expecting i don't think we have a um an actual time on how long the show is going to be i'm just going to quickly check what last year's was um i think last year's was like an hour and a bit i think it was just i think it was under an hour and a half it was like an hour and 15 or something 44 minutes and one second yeah which felt about right to me i think i in my head i was like between 40 and 50 minutes um so we know we're getting a uh 10 minutes more than 10 minutes of indie um they don't detail the time for the rest but you could probably assume that each game oh, is getting 10, 10 minutes 15. each yeah mm-hmm. unless <laughs> unless it's like a deck gonna drop some I bombshell get it. <laughs> what's the bombshell gonna be <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> but I'm just saying like you know I, I wonder you know if they've got a sneaky little surprise again I don't know. Um, but because on paper last year, there was also four games announced, you know, the, the show. There was Turn 10 with Forza Motorsport, Mojang with Minecraft Legends, um, Arcane with Redfall, and ZeniMax with uh, Elder Scrolls Online, which is such a weaker lineup than this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, it felt okay because Redfall we were like somewhat excited about. Uh, Forza, okay, you know, Minecraft Legends, okay, and then obviously Hi Fi Rush Commando when kind of kicked it up a notch. Um, but this year, like the avowed Hellblade 2 Indiana Jones, that's like that's already like whoa, and and maybe Indiana Jones was the surprise, like maybe that is that is it, but I'm just like curious, where's my pot game? Where's my pot game from Double Fine? I want to be a pot, I want to, I want to shape a big penis pot. Like that scene from Ghost, like really sensually and slow, 
but mm-hmm. I make it, or is it Spirit? Is the film Spirit? I can't I no remember. Idea. It's that. It's that like, you know, one talking about yeah, yeah I the 80s film yeah, where yeah. they're like making the pot around each other, and it's I want to do that with with you, the viewer. Ooh. <laughs> I um I don't think they're doing anything surprising here. Uh, I, I it's just there's only so many times you could do that before it's just not really a surprise anymore. Like it, it I just don't think. Plus, I think the lineup, like you said, is is stacked enough. I think Xbox's year is stacked enough. I don't think they need to be dropping in any fucking stealth drops or any surprises. I think it just speaks for itself this year a little bit. It's a bit of a bitch call. Can't lie. Unless. (laughs) (laughs) Unless. I I would say odds on. I would say like You think we're getting killed? I would say like I would say like sixty percent, seventy percent, seventy percent chance of a surprise here. I don't know if there'll be a shadow drop. I wouldn't I wouldn't put money on that, but I like a, a fifth game I would say yeah. There's probably what something like a surprise. Simply because You mean literally like a title announcement or like a that kind of Or do you think it could be something yeah, like the Microsoft Rewards? overhaul they're just like oh. we've done Microsoft rewards <laughs> unless <laughs> I hope Phil does that he comes out and is like thanks for joining everyone today was a great show that's everything we got for the year unless <laughs> and he does it for like 10 <laughs> seconds and then the show just still just ends it just ends it just, yeah. Yeah, just leaves <laughs> he's <laughs> I was like, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What does it mean? Um, well, I just the, the reason my my reasoning is is that just because there's so much shit going on at Xbox at the moment, there's got to be some teams making some smaller stuff that have something ready to show. Power and... World. Actually, that could just be like get, that hasn't got a date. That could literally just be like, yeah, that's that's out today. It does it does have a date? It no, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. I'm taking it out for a glass of wine. Nice roast dinner. Look, it doesn't have a date. Bet you my fucking girlfriend's cat. It's not Thursday. Sound <laughs> <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, it's out. No, Friday. Uh, yeah, Friday. Really? That's hype. Mm-hmm. We would have become Power World, mate. Uh... Pokemon with guns? Am I right? Pretty it's a nice. survival game. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, you build shelters and it's a survival game, and you shoot stuff and you catch catch your mons, you give them guns. Ark. You shoot. You shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you actually? You give them guns. They have yeah. guns. Yeah. You strap them to them, don't you? <laughs> yeah, the the like actual mons have guns. Yeah. What? Literally on the How? cover art, there's a giant that? furry yellow thing holding a mini gun deck. <laughs> I'm sorry that I haven't studied the Power World cover art. What do you Fucking mean hell. studied? It's just, it's what it is. Yeah. Man's crunching out you a mini gun. Use your eyes, you'd see it. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Eyes where? It's... Where? Have you sent it to it's... me? No, I don't know. So. I thought we were an Xbox podcast. This shit you should know, man. Power World's a big release. Power World? <laughs> 
that's so funny i really like the idea of just like catching animals and just like duct taping like an ak-47 yeah. to its like appendage it's like a really like, cute to, like to a seagull's wing and it's yeah. all it wants is just some bread and nah we should give it a gun instead <laughs> go <laughs> fucking kill more of your kind <laughs> become the alpha yeah yeah man what a game um yeah i'd say so i'd say we get a little summon summon don't know what it is but i'd say we get diablo summon summon content Diablo 6 coming now. <laughs> Skip. Diablo 6, guys. Diablo 6. Built on six, Unreal six. Engine 9. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming out 2052. You're welcome. What a reveal. Hopefully, our they last do like reveal. A Lilith chat GPT. An AI. You can put Lilith, Lilith in any chat, situation. GPT. Any. Any. <laughs> what do you mean? What, like a voice? Like a voice for... I'm so confused. <laughs> no, Deck. You innocent little bean. Thanks, man. Kid L. The nicest, it's the nicest thing someone said about me, like, in the last hour, at least. That you're a nice bean. Mm-hmm. <sighs> when do you think Towerborn's coming out? When it now it's not in this direct. Yeah, it's a really good question. Actually, we should probably have spoke about that instead of <laughs> whatever that was for the last. Unless Towerborn gets stealth dropped, <laughs> I'm calling it. No, I'm calling it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Caden, say it. You will things into existence. You need to say no, it. No, it's not. Yeah, that's because I know things, and I know that's not. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. To be fair, like there was a report earlier in the week that it's it's probably slated for second half of the year now. Damn. Um, but that's like still grain of salt stuff. Mm. Um, so, but I mean, unless <laughs> that was a killer joke in five minutes. Yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. So, so, Caden, you're saying nothing. Tim, you're saying something. I'm saying something. That's huh? all right. No, I said nothing. Right. If you're wrong, Tim, you owe me. You owe me like a pair of socks, a new pair of socks. All right. Well, a pair of socks I've only worn once and washed once. I want no. to get rid of a pair of socks. <laughs> you can have those. Please, please don't just go into your bin and give me the leftovers. A pair of crusty socks coming right up. Fucking. <laughs> he's, he's really. He's, dev- he's devolving. <laughs> He's devolving into Dobby. You think it's going to be a stealth drop from Devolver Digital, do you? Okay, I'm moving on. No, bad. actually, I'm not. I think we're kind of we're kind of done. We're kind we of are. done. Uh, what what time are we at? What's that? Yeah, we're pretty much. We've kind of come to the end, so that that's fine by me. Um, 
Anything else you fuckers want to say? No, I really wanted to do the unlast joke there when you said we're done. <laughs> <laughs> the willpower. I would have laughed. I would have liked it. God. And we just end it so and then we just come back now. on with quick resume podcast without Caden in brackets. Round two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, wait, would you ask us anything else we want to talk about? No. I think we've covered everything. And I think we're too silly and goofy to carry on. <laughs> I think yeah, we need to take fun. this goofiness and put it straight into Deep Rock Galactic. Wow. Yeah. Big call. I think we should also remind our viewers that if you liked listening to us today or watching us, feel real silly. You can subscribe if you like. If you'd like to do that, you can do that. You can also like the video. You can find us on Twitter. Um, and that's it. That's all you can do. You're pretty powerless outside of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is quite funny for me. Good. I don't like how meta this is getting. All right. So we're hoping to live stream the show on Thursday. Um, are we all, is that availability for that? Oh, Still shit. Is it really years. Thursday? Jesus. Where does the fucking days go, man? I didn't realize it was next Thursday, week. Man. Damn. Uh, I, yeah, I'm around Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, I can do it. I'm if, around. Yeah. Great. So we're hoping to bring that to you live. Uh, on Thursday, if you want to stop by for some reactions, um, that'd be great. Um, and I guess that's that's that. Yeah, what's that in it? Done. Yeah. Did it? Yeah. Episode one twenty five done. Done. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Cool. Cheers, guys. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.